From the Hype HQ studio in Chicago, Illinois, it's Startup Hype Man, the podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Raj Nation, and I am the founder of Startup Hype Man. Fast-growing startups work with me because they want to become better storytellers. Whether that's for customers, investors, or a packed audience, they know that story is their ticket to stand out, stand apart, and change the game. And this podcast here is where I talk with entrepreneurs and leaders in the startup ecosystem, ranging from scale stage to early stage, as they share specific strategies that they have executed to stand out across three specific areas, sales, marketing, and people. Before we begin today's episode, remember you can head to startuphypeman.com and subscribe to the newsletter that doesn't suck. You'll get new podcast episodes and timely reads written by me, but also helpful articles from around the web and a notice of upcoming pitch competitions. All right, let's dive in and hear how today's guest is changing the game. Ladies and gentlemen, making his way to the microphone from Shopshire, England, and currently residing in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. He is the CEO of Bonjoro. Please welcome Matt Barnett. Hey, Raj. Awesome <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Matt Barnett, welcome to Startup Hype Man, the podcast. In fact, we are hitting our season 13 debut episode, if you can believe it. So you should feel, well, I don't know if you should feel honored, but you should feel something to be the first episode of the new season. I do. I feel warm and fuzzy inside. Okay. All right. And that's not because it's crazy reverse time here where you're in Australia and it's like 5 a.m. and that warm and fuzzy is probably just your stomach brewing for a later bathroom session. It's, it's, it's the coffee and the heat, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with being on the show, that's for sure, though. So he is Matt Barnett, the CEO of Bonjoro. Bonjoro helps customer success teams convert and retain more customers through personalized videos. Bonjoro has 24,000 users with customers, including companies like ConvertKit, Design Pickle, and Entreport. The industries their customers come from include the e-commerce industry, education, nonprofit, and SaaS, among others. They are achieving 9% month-over-month growth. They have raised a million dollars in their three-year history. And today, we are talking with Matt on a very cool topic, which we have not explored at all in the past. Our topic today is make your customers your marketers. Matt, once again, welcome to the show, but tell our listeners why Make Your Customers Your Marketers is on your mind and why it's important to you. Uh, so honestly, I'd say it's the most cost-effective uh, growth channel you will ever have, and it's the highest converting, um, and it is extremely valuable in positioning your brand out to the market. Uh, you'll, never, you'll never beat it with anything else you ever do. We are going to explore that a whole lot more, but before we do, let's learn a lot more or a little bit more about Matt, the person. Now, Matt, I was doing some research on you, and I found that you are a licensed beekeeper. <laughs> you're like you, you, you can officially say you're a professional beekeeper. Are you keeping bees today? And just tell me, tell us about the story about being a beekeeper. I don't know how you found that, but um, I, I'm, literally, I'm literally in the process of looking for some more bees right now. It's, uh, it's been a few years. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, look, I had a choice of zoology or business, and I chose business, but my passion outside of that is, is zoology by a long way, which is part of the reason I moved to Australia. That's really cool. Okay, so tell, tell me about like, where did beekeeping come in for you, and what do you feel... It has taught you. Uh, so I'm fascinated by by insects and arachnids. So entomology is probably where I would have gone. Beekeeping, but in terms of in terms of that of I think all life on the planet, I think hive creatures are absolutely fascinating. They, they function like no other. Um, in terms of bees, I mean, even like I started very young. I started when I was kind of 14, and you realize the impact then they have on the entire ecosystem in terms of pollination, in terms of food that they provide to other animals. Um, and I think if you want to understand, uh, I think food, food structures and, and how ecosystems are, are very, I guess, uh, fragile 
and rely on on small small things bees are probably the most impactful small creatures that we know on the planet today and since that time I mean, bees are now in the public eye a lot because of obviously bees are mainstream now they're mainstream and they're, and they're facing some some huge issues obviously a lot of died off over the last few years um but you know i, I think we're in a position now to start to reverse that. It's great they have come into the public eye. It's great that there's urban beekeeping happening. You know, anyone out there who's thinking about buying a beehive or getting into it, do it because I'll be honest, like now is the time that they need you. <laughs> the bees need our help, he says. How many times have you been stung? Not that many, to be honest. Which yeah, like is I good often cause... don't go out without my suit on. So. <laughs> no, I tend to not go out without my suit. Um, yeah, like... So, the worst, the bad thing is, the more you get stung, the more, the more it affects you. So, <laughs> I want to keep it that way. Let's put it that way. <laughs> is that true? Right? The more you get stung over time, like you don't get like, seems... a better immunity to it. Yeah, you you always hear about beekeepers who end up dying because of stings, and you think, well, why are they keeping bees if they're allergic? They're not. It actually builds up over time. Luckily, in Australia, uh, we have a native stingless bee. So those wow. are the ones I'm looking to get uh, next. Um, Plus. First and foremost, because they're native, we need to grow the native bees. But secondly, because you can play with them in your hands and they don't sting you. <laughs> yeah, my concern would be, and let's say I, I have sting, stingful bees instead of stingless bees. Stinging bees, I guess I should say. My concern would be, you know, you're wearing the suit, so you're protected. But then, like, let's say you don't brush all of them off before going back inside the house. And then all of a sudden, you got a couple of bees flying around. You're, you're going to get stung. Look, 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 I surf here in Australia. You get stung a lot more by jellyfish than you do by bees. Huh. So, you know. You definitely you love the outdoors, bit. right? You surf as well. You know, another thing I saw was that you volunteer in helping, like, catch and tag bandicoots. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is pleading ignorance here. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't think I knew a band. I, the PlayStation video game Crash Bandicoot is my understanding of a bandicoot, but I don't think I ever knew it was a real animal. <laughs> So, um, in the, in your bandicoot tagging and catching life, is that something that you're just like, you particularly care about bandicoots or how did that come about? Look, look, I think, I think when it comes to giving back, like start earlier. So, you know, my, my end goal is to, is to do, is to build kind of a fund around like unloved creatures, if you like, ugly creatures. So, so insects, Mammal, like anything that kind of doesn't get public attention, doesn't get the funding it needs. Bandicoots falls into this because, again, they're, they're a video game and that's about it. Uh, but I think I encourage any of you listening, if you have philanthropic thoughts and want to do good and want to give back, don't wait until you sell the company and you have millions of dollars and it's all, all lovely. Like start now in a small way um and it builds you and it builds your knowledge that when you do ever get to the stage where you really really can make an impact and I, I, I do think having a war chest helps a lot like start now and so, and so my so my start is doing small things such as wildlife rescue or or saving bandicoots which is one small strange animal uh, but it it shows you the people on the ground as well who are doing the things every day and then it starts to get to think about how you can help and build that yeah i like that you mentioned that because I Part of the challenge, if you just wait till you've made, you know, quote unquote, made your millions, and then you say, now I'm going to give back, is if you weren't already in a habit of a giving mindset, it's actually a lot harder to just flip that switch. Be like, now I have money, where should it go? Um, you're much more likely to just keep it, or you don't necessarily know the right place to put the money. And maybe you don't, you know, and oftentimes it's not just money that helps. It's time, it's effort. Um, and just, as you said, like, being there along the way, not, you know, five years, 10 years later. Yeah, exactly. So start now. Now let's, in the worst segue in podcast history, let's talk <laughs> about Bonjoro. Now, <laughs> um, so we talked about how you guys have grown and the product itself is being able to help customer success teams better retain their customers and connect with them through personalized video. Can you just expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, so specifically, if you like, we're a layer that sits on top of, of, of CRMs or customer data sources. So we'll plug into an intercom, into a Salesforce, into a, a Patreon or a Shopify. So yeah, it's quite broad. And 
what we found when we were hacking around like with another business a while ago is that if you send one-to-one video messages at certain points on a customer journey, it's incredibly effective at getting customers to engage with you and take the next step on the funnel. So what I mean here is uh, probably our most common use cases around leads. So a lead comes into TSS, your CS team gets a little notification in the platform and they send them a message and they say, hey, hey, Julie, I saw you just signed up from, from Toys R Us in Ontario. Um, I noticed that you've done X, Y, and Z in the platform, but you haven't done this really important thing that will really get you to success. Now, if you didn't realize it's there, here's a link in this video that will show you how to go and do that. Otherwise, if you got stuck, do hit reply. My name's my name Matt. I am here to help you. I'm a real human. Just let me know. Have a wonderful day. and Thank you for signing up. Now, that, that whole thing, it's a 30-second video. Um, what we do is make it very quick, very quick to do because we notify you. We give you all the user information about what they have and haven't done. Record the video. They press go, and it's all delivered and tracked. They get back to work. Now, when Julie receives this, a couple of things happen. She opens it and she goes, wow, in an online world, somebody just, somebody just stopped for 30 seconds or a minute and actually acknowledged me, which is incredibly powerful. And in the online world is not done that much. Secondly, she's like, she sees you know, me and she goes, oh, this looks like a trustworthy guy. Well, at least I hope she thinks this. Uh, she goes, this guy. I'm looking guy at you she- and I can tell you're definitely not, but she <laughs> <laughs> She's like, look, 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 this guy seems trustworthy. I like this brand. You know, the first impression she has, she has of the brand is actually it's a human brand and these guys are willing to take time with me and I haven't even paid anything yet. Um, and then she goes, you know what? I will click on that link and I'll go into the next thing. Now, you know, there's multiple points in a customer journey we'll talk about referrals and advocacy afterwards, um, but leaving reviews, activating, you know, again, the idea of stopping in your day and acknowledging someone and showing that you're there to help is extremely, extremely powerful. And we can't see that people get, you know, three times response rates on, on these kind of messages than they would do on any other messaging system. Well, I, I like that, especially because you're seeing how much video has really become a staple in a lot of B2B and B2C operations. Honestly, really in the last like year, maybe year and a half, but I especially think over the last year, just because technology and the integrations that have been allowed that that can now happen, make it so much easier. It really wasn't that long ago that to get a video online, you had to like have a video camera where you recorded something, plug it in via USB into your computer, upload the video, and then store it on um, a mass file sharing site and give someone access to that file sharing, right? It wasn't that long ago. And so many, you know, so much storage capacity has increased and the ability to use video has, has gotten so much better over the last couple of years. So Bonjour is doing this like at the perfect time. Now, you mentioned before your passion was zoology. You call yourself the head Papa Bear uh, at Bonjoro. Your logo is actually a bear that's waving. How did you get started with this idea? Yeah, so we we have, and this still runs today, we have, uh, if you like, a kind of uh, a bit of an agency built on some tech, um, and that tech is video. So we have a research agency whereby we're used by very different clients, so large corporates doing quality of research where they get um, customers around the world to submit videos of them using washing powder, where they store stuff, et cetera. And this is used as a research piece. So, so what, I mean, one point here is that <clears throat> we bucket the word video, like video is just a medium, like the way you can use it, whether it's for research or for communication or for like, or for films, like, there are so many different ways. So, so don't get the mindset of thinking video it's, is video. It's a medium. Um, the challenge we hit as a company is we were small at the time. We were based here in Australia. All our clients being large corporates and FMCGs were based in New York, London, and Paris. Australia is a bit of a backwater when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> uh, and so our leads would come in and we would do the normal drip stuff, which you know, at the beginning worked fine, but, but we weren't great at converting leads. And yet, if I can get into a room with people, I'm, I'm extremely good at converting leads. We had a great product and a great offering. Um, so we would have to go and pitch these these clients these agencies so rather than sending emails we built a hack where i would get 
a list every morning of our leads and I would send them videos. I used to take a, a boat to work across the harbor. I would go past the opera house. <laughs> Pretty iconic. So I, so I stand on the, the story just keeps boat. getting better. <laughs> so I'm on boat, wind blowing in my hair and I'd be like, hey, JB, saw you something from Ogilvy, Matt here from, from the bait. Look, I saw you work with Budweiser, P&G, et cetera, et cetera. So do we. We've done loads of work in the space. I'm, I'm obviously in Australia. There, there's the Opera House. I'm in London in three weeks' time. We'd love to come and see, see you and the team. Cool. And we would, we would package this up, upload it, get it into an email, send it out. So again, the first piece of comms they had was that. And we put a little screenshot of me with the Opera House in the video. And the response was overwhelming. To be fair, the response was mostly, I can't really understand anything you're saying. However, <laughs> however, you look, you look quite excited. I heard the word Budweiser and you should definitely come in and see us. So <laughs> it wasn't even the pitch. It was the fact that they were just like, this guy looks fun. Yeah. Um, and then we get in and then when we go to London and do the meetings, we get a lot more meetings. We can have triple deck conversion rates. Yeah, we'd nail those meetings um, from being in Australia where, you know, traditionally we can't call people because, because they're asleep when they sign up. We're asleep when they sign up. Yeah. Long story short, one of those clients asked, I think the agency asked if they could use this, this video email thing. Um, and we let them onto it and we let them use it with their clients. And then one of their people they sent it to came to them and said, hey, can we use this thing too? We put them on, some of their customers came. And so it kind of just snowballed. And I think it took about 18 months for that to overtake the original company. Um, we just kind of ran with it from there, I guess. So it was a happy mistake, but I guess the lesson here is that it was a need. It wasn't a want. It was, it was a need that we had a real problem. We managed to solve it pretty well. And that, I guess the nature of the product, it managed to get picked up and then we kind of just took the opportunity to, to, to see where that rabbit hole went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that understanding of, how Bonjero got started. And our topic today is make your customers your marketers. So as we dive into this, can you, let's start here. Can you tell us in the first place, like how does Bonjero typically acquire a customer in the first place? Yep, sure. So, so we, have, we have three channels that, that, that we use routinely. I think we've tested around about 13 different channels and, and these are the three that, that we really come back to. So one is inherent in the product. We have a viral nature. So people send messages, people see messages and they come and check us out. Um, if you have so, products, so you're saying like someone has sent someone else a message on Bonjoro and they're like, oh, what's this? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so there's a viral nature. Like, like, I mean, we obviously work to take those signups through a specific funnel to, sure. to maximize them, et cetera. Um, the second way we grow, we do a lot of stuff through, so, so, so most of our traffic, is direct and what that means is all so most traffic is coming through word of mouth and influencers so and this is this is not completely detached from the from the first point um, but what, what we do is we have a lot of people talking about us at events on stages in small echo chambers you know photographers chiropractors and small echo chambers we do work to foster that um, we end up on quite a few podcasts uh, and talking and I'm not just me but like different members of of the team are invited in we will go on stage at events and talk uh, we don't do any paid influencer stuff at all um, we just get picked up by a lot of our users I, I, I think and again we work to foster this but I, I think it's as much the brand as the product the fact we're going out there and saying look you know do better with your customers spend more time with your customers is a very positive message and, and it's a very timely message videos are also timely. So, you know, we happen to be in a sweet spot whereby what we're talking about is, 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 is something people want to talk about. And so is there, is there any um, actual like direct outbound that goes on here? We do. So the only thing we'll do is we'll, we'll have, we have process to ask our customers how we can get involved with their communities, uh, which is really effective. Um, mm. But they're people who, who are already on, on board as customers. So we, we tend to work I mean, and this is just, you know, our, like ROI on our time, work with people who already understand us and know us and love us. And we have quite a lot of those. Yeah. It just pays back amazingly. And we get referrals through those to other people, et cetera. So, but other, apart from that, honestly, we don't do any outbound. Yeah. So it really sounds like, and coming back to what you were saying before, like you have gotten in front of people by building the brand up. 
right? Just as much as the product being used, the brand name is getting out there through different marketing channels and PR. Yeah, look, look, look and I'm, I'm like, I mean, without going off on a rant, like if, if you're starting a company, like start your brand yesterday. It, uh-huh. it is, it is potentially more, like it'll potentially grow faster and be easier to grow than your actual product. And it, and it will carry you through. Like if you do the brand thing correct, you know, you have customers who will come back to you and be like, look, your product's kind of, you know, it needs, it needs a lot of work. looks a bit like a dog's dinner, but I really believe in you guys. So, so I'm going to pay for it. Yeah. You know, keep up the good work. And that's, and that's awesome. Um, <laughs> the third channel we use is, is kind of, so it starts, it starts off as kind of what we call longer form content. So what we've done here is we go to our users for content um, to use. So the re- so taking a step back, I mentioned that we fell into this business kind of by accident. So one of the things if you do that is, is you're scrambling trying to work out who your customers are because you never start off and go, okay, well, the strategy is to attack this market niche in this area. It's more like whoever picks it up is other ones to go. Um, so we have all these strange uh, groups, like we have, um, we have a, so many Patreon users because we got picked up by Patreon like back in the day and, and Jack Conti got on board and started using it and stuff. And, and, and so you kind of follow this. And so what we've done over time is we've gone to those users, we've gone to those big users and we've said, look, can you help us create content for our, our, our other users? At the beginning, we did this through, we did these big white papers. So a white paper, I hate, hate the term white paper. We did these big, almost like books where, you know, we did one on customer delight. And so we talked to all our biggest users um, about how they have systems to delight their customers. Mm. <clears throat> and, and, this is, and this is basically, rather than towards the product, you talk to what the brand stands for. You know, we stand for delight. And so we talked to Basecamp about how they do it. We talked to Zapier about how they do it. We talked to, you know, the Pat Flynn's and the Entreports about how they delight customers. And we brought all that in, and then we shared all that information back out to our user base. They also take it to their user base. It was, it was an extremely good bit of content, but it was essentially written by them, curated by us. We then did another one on becoming a video expert where we went beyond you know, video as a whole. Um, and then where we've got to now is we've done a piece recently called what we call video, a video funnels playbook. Um, and we're at kind of step one of a three part process. So we're taking this a step further whereby what we did is we, we said, look, the product's being used in many different ways, in many different parts of the customer journey, and you know, it's very different in e-commerce to you know, Patreon user to a, to a SaaS company. That in mind, let's go out to all our biggest, most successful users and get them to literally tell us step, like the exact step-by-step of how they use the product. And we have things that you set up, such as you know, when, in the, when in the funnel do you use it? What's the trigger that you use to send this? What are you saying? what's the design what are the call to actions and we literally got them to, to, to basically fill out forms and what they do we pull some data from the system as well and then we built out these 30 most popular use cases built by our users that now anyone coming to bonjour can literally literally click and and use mm-hmm. and i'm a big fan of doing things as quick as possible to see if they work so the first way we did this was we did a we we, we tracked up a landing page and we put this out as a, as, a, as, a, as a long form kind of PDF document that people can, co- can copy and paste stuff. Um, now what we're doing is we're taking this a step further and, and, we're, and we're very much inspired by, I guess, Zapier and um, Trello's inspiration board and Coda's kind of templates page where basically we're now putting these templates online. And so what happens is we then have 30 pages, which explain the use cases in high detail, have all the videos from the customers and anyone can click and say, I want to, I want to drive more reviews from my Shopify store sales. And they literally click and we take them through a specific sign up process from that. We also have SEO on these pages. The third step from this is getting to a stage where we have basically a submit button in, in anyone's accounts and anyone who's created a new funnel with a new setup with, with new specificities, press submit, it comes in, we'll actually vet how they're using it and then we'll potentially publish how they use it out to a public store so other people can click and start using it. Mm, okay. Okay, so this is interesting because most people, I mean, ultimately what this is, is in, in a way is advocacy, right? Customer advocacy. Yeah. Most people think about that as 
getting referrals. Oh, going to my customer and asking, hey, do you know anyone else? Which oftentimes can be awkward to ask. Um, a lot of times they say, yeah, and then they don't follow up with anything, right? You're actually, as you just said, you're getting customers to not only use Bonjoro as a product themselves for their needs, but on top of that, they're probably also recording video testimonials just, you know, as saying like, hey, I like using this. But even in addition to that, you are getting them to actually pretty much put together how-tos of how they are using it for other existing customers and potential customers to learn about. So in a way they become the, the your own customer success team. And that is, not even arguably, that is a much bigger ask than a passive email that's like, hey, do you know anyone else who would be great for this product, right? So you said you were inspired by Zapier and Trello, but I mean, like, is that where you got the inspiration for this, this type of process or is it that plus something else? I'd say it's that plus us struggling to find out why people are using the product. Okay. <clears throat> so, so again, look, like I need to get happy like, accident, like, right? I've actually, yeah, God, like, God damn, there's so many different types of use cases. Which <laughs> one should we focus on? And instead of doing that, we're like, you know what? Let's let's just go to the users, the biggest ones are out there. Let's accept that we. So we have a job to be done platform. You know, we solve conversion activation, like retention, essentially. Mm-hmm. We don't solve gyms. We don't solve. Um, chiropractors or, or, or SaaS companies, we solve roles that, that apply to, or jobs that apply to many different companies. So we're like, what, let's, let's, let's take that approach. Let's ask people what jobs they're solving and let's literally put it out there black and white for other people to click and start. Mm. Um, like I said, like Xavier, it's slightly different, but you know, if you ever type in X software plus X software, like, like, who comes up number one page like Zapier? Yeah, Zapier. Yeah, you know, even if they don't support it, they still come up number one page. <laughs> you know? And then you go there, and like, and we, and, and so we, we, we've used Zapier. <clears throat> we were like the seventh fastest growing app last couple of years. So we've been through the process, know the guys really well. And when, and when you go through it, like you can see how when, how when you set yourself up, and obviously there's a big gain to us using Zapier. So we are highly incentivized, but they get you to write out a lot of content. You have to pre-build a load of zaps. You have to write every single one with different words. You can't copy and paste anything. And the reason is just SEO. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, over time, look, you're right. So it's a bigger ask from us to our customers. We do make it easier for them. If they've already built these things and use them, we can actually put our data in quite easily. Um, we do tend to showcase our, our clients as well. And we do talk about them and we'll share them out there. Um, we do have this, it, it, it's not like we're doing one thing. We're doing many, many things that all allow us to, to enable us to go and be able to do this. You know, the whole brand piece, you know, we're a feel good brand, like to be blunt, people like us. Yeah. Every single person who ever signs up for Bonjuro gets a video from one of my team. So they've all met from, from, the, from the very get go. They already kind of feel like they know us. We then send them other Bonjuros down the lines. They stay with us. Some of them are kind of crazy from Australia, from London, from, from the States. Um, you know, we reach out to them, we talk with them. We have, we have a great active community online as well, which we only let uh, paying users into, which we really foster and grow. So, so we do a lot of work that preps, that preps our customers ready that when we have the asks, it's super easy. Like, you know, you asked me like before the show, do people ever say no? Like, I'll, I'll be honest. Not, not really. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much everyone is like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 yeah of course, like, like they are, because they're sending videos out to customers, we've trained them to a state where they are extremely confident in what they do. So it's pretty helpful, you know, yeah. and, and we're celebrating what, that they're doing good things for their customers. So it, it's, again, aligns with that. You know, ideally down the line, we have this, you know, we have this piece. We haven't quite worked out the incentivization around this is you get people to want to fight to, to submit stuff for you. And this is what Zapier has, you know. Trello has this too, where they have a you know, inspiration boards, and so you basically get to the stage where everyone's like, "I want to have my funnels." Yeah, on you the make Bonjour it a thing. Homepage. That yeah, you make it like a social thing almost. That it's cool to get your story featured or your 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 use case featured. Yeah, like, I think I think the way for, for us to us will just be celebrating customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know where you go out to the world and be like, "Look how great Tim is!" You know, from from X company. Look at what he's doing. Tim's awesome. And Tim's like, 
I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah, and he's out there. So, so celebrate, invest in your customers, help them, and they'll help help you. But you know, it, 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 build a culture. Build a culture that does this. So you're not just trying to do it as a hack. Build a culture so that all touch points of all your team, whenever they talk to customers, has has this attitude. And when you ask, like I, I don't think asking for testimonials is hard. It's like it, it's it's extremely easy. <laughs> I, well, for a lot of people, I think they they would say easier said than done. But yes, if you just make the effort, it it can be done very quickly and very easily. I I want to. I have a few more questions I want to ask you about how you've implemented this. But before I get into that, I want to first let our listeners know about a new partner of the show in Sales Hacker, my friends over at Sales Hacker. So if you've been a longtime listener here, then you know that I try to feature um, more B two B startups on the show. Um, such as a company like Bonjoro, um, where you know all their customers are different, either businesses or individuals who run businesses. And Sales Hacker is the world's smartest community for forward-thinking B2B professionals. If you don't know about them yet, it's 135,000 members strong. So if you're a CEO, like our guest Matt is, if you're the head of sales, if you're a sales rep, if you're anywhere in between, Sales Hacker helps you get better at your job, period with podcasts, articles, webinars, and research from actual sales experts and practitioners, including me, Raj Nation, the startup hype man. Every now and then, I got some content put up there. So it's no fluff from like outside content marketers. It's just straight dope to grow your sales acumen. I'm a big fan of what they're doing, and I'm so excited to have them as a partner of this podcast now. If you want to get in on the action with Sales Hacker, just go to saleshacker.com and join for free. You just add your email address and you will get their content in your inbox every single week. You can also just scroll their website for all the cool stuff they've got there. So again, it's saleshacker.com to get access to the articles, the research, the webinars, and more. Saleshacker.com. Today we are with Matt Barnett, the CEO of Bonjoro on Startup Hype Man, the podcast, our season 13 premiere episode, or should I say debut? No, premiere, season premiere episode, I should say. Um, and we are talking about making your customers your marketers. What Matt has talked about to this point is essentially getting them to submit their own use cases of using the Bonjoro product which is then being promoted out to other customers and potential buyers. So Matt, one of the things you mentioned a few minutes back was you switched things up or you added a layer where you just created a submit button within the app itself. Can you just expand on that more? Because I think I get, get what you're saying, but like, couldn't, I mean, wouldn't it be a little bit confusing if you're using the app in one way and then all of a sudden you just see a random submit button? So, so talk through the strategy there. Yeah, so, so, so just, just to be clear, we haven't actually launched this, this just yet. Okay, so, so, so let's say the, then in the... Um, we're in the process. Of, in, the pro, or in your plan to do this, I should say. Yeah, so, so what we have... So, so when, you use, when you use our system, you build, temp, you build templates. And these, and these basically have, if you like... Where, it, it's what we call a funnel, which is kind of like the language that our users use. So... Yeah. If you're sending a video message at a certain stage on the customer journey, it, these are not random. You have a trigger action. So the trigger action is, is very specific. So it could be new lead comes in, customer purchase product of, of X value, you know, haven't heard from in six weeks. What, those, those triggers are customizable. The user set, they have a trigger. That trigger tells them all their team to go and send a message. There's a bit of a script around that. And then they have, uh, in that message, they have, links and call to actions to go and drive the user to go and do X, Y, Z. There's a few other things around subject lines and customization. Now that piece, that template, our customers are building and they're creating campaigns with these templates. So you end up with, when you go and set us up and you start to use us, you end up with these kind of little plug and play pieces that you, that, that you can set up. Now again, start with all this is manual. It's all been super manual. Now that we've gone out and got a load of very much plug and play use cases that are repeatable, like our 30 biggest use cases. We're going to pop those in. So when you come in as a new user, you can say, I want to drive more reviews from Shopify sales. You can click the trigger is three days after something's delivered, send a message. 
and the instructions are in this message, check in, make sure it's been delivered, make sure they've been happy with it. And there's a link in the video to your Trustpilot store. So there's a very specific funnel you're going through. People will get stage now where they can literally click and it'll just be set up. They have to cut, like they have to like connect to their Shopify accounts and it's, and it's good to go. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you're shortcutting all that manual setup. You're saying click and go. So kind of plug and play if you like. Once you have these up there, I think you can then have a piece which is have your own highly effective funnels, mm-hmm. share these with the, with the community. Now, bear in mind that we, 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 we really work hard to get all of our active users into our, into our own private community where we talk and we discuss stuff. Um, we know that these users are extremely willing to share. We tend to attract a like-minded customer base who's got a very open, transparent culture. I, I think this is because of, doing, because of doing the video stuff and taking time with customers. And again, maybe this is, this is, our, this is our, our area, but you know, we're very broad. They also happen to be a kind of customer who's very happy to share how they do business and how they grow. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's enough in that to get people to submit. We will test around and see if there's additional incentivization. The incentivization will never be around, around payment or freebies. It would be around hitting goals, getting badges, like more, more that kind of, of things. Mm-hmm. I think it's a personal sat- satisfaction. And then the other thing is, is to have, you know, if these are published, do you let other users vote on how great they are? Because uh-huh. there's absolutely an ego piece that comes into the into this. You know, yeah, where people are like this. This is why people give us reviews and testimonials like so easily is because we put them up and everyone's like, "This is, hey Tim, this is amazing," and Tim's like, "I'm I'm the man." <laughs> we can't. Tim's been getting a lot of love on this episode. We, we have it. We have, we have a guy called Tim, and, and, and like like one of our customers, and like Tim is is the man. um in that process of so taking back to what you said earlier on where you said it's created by them but it's written by us right so so let's take not the submit submit button version which was coming but the way you've been doing it to this point and you said like hey we should go up to them and like ask them about their story first how do you and maybe it's in a way in your how you're extracting or writing the information, but how do you do this in a way where it doesn't just become such a thinly veiled, like, Hey, Bonjoro is awesome. Our product is the greatest. Cause I think that can happen very easily. So what, what's your approach to that? Yeah. So, so, so story is part of this and we do videos, we get them to submit videos around this. Um, look to highlighting we do this with, with successful users as well. So we do this with people who are actually gain business success out of it rather than just using the platform for the platform's sake. So we tend to kind of like, so we vet down. Talking about you know, the, the, word, the word is curation here as well. You know, and this is important. If you do this, uh, you know, again, if you look at how Trello, so, so, so Trello allows people just, just to basically, if you're using Trello in some, in some like, ex, like innovative way, you can submit that and they'll put it on their store and other people can download it with all your templates and kind of get off. Yeah. But, the, but they curate this, we curate it too. So, you know, we do take people through a process where we're like, is there a good story here too? And so for instance, I mean, let's go back to Tim, 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 <laughs> so Tim's, Tim, Tim runs a YMCA camp for kids in the States, which happens to be a great like epicenter for us, like in terms of users. Sure. Um, Tim does this, to basically thank donors. They have a lot of people who donate to the camp and he thanks donors a lot. And from doing it, he gets a lot more backers, a lot more donations that allow them to go and do more things. So Tim talks about the things that this enables them to go and do like as the camp, like from using this and from getting more donations, we're able to go and do XX more to help kids. That's a story. Now, the fact that we help him do that, and we're one thing that helps him do it. And like he does other things too. Um, the stories are the unique pieces. Make it about the customer. We're there, and you can use Bonjour to help power that. But again, stories are the way that you make this about them. And this is why Tim will do this. And this is, and we'll share this as well. And Tim will get re- re- recognition. So it, it's very much, you know. That, I mean, this is this is a common the common theme. Yeah, like make it about the customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it about them. Make yeah, be about customer them. centric with it, right? Yeah, and and I think truly customer centric. I, I mentioned this on another episode. 
It's funny, I actually recorded that before this one, so it, it, it'll be next week's episode, but I've already recorded that one. <laughs> um, um, and what I mentioned there was how, I, you know, there's a lot of companies who say they're customer obsessed, but really what they mean is they're marketing obsessed. They're, they're obsessed with collecting as much data as they can, like personal data that they shouldn't even be collecting. Yeah. And they're obsessed with making their employees feel like crap because they burn them into the ground, burn them to the ground by saying, oh, if you're not customer obsessed, you're not, you're not customer obsessed unless you're working until 2 a.m. every day. Yeah. But this to me is like, and you don't use the word obsessed here because it's not what's happening in that case. It's like, it's like you said, customer centric and celebrating them. And when you do that, I think people want to, people want to buy from others if they see that the, they're not just in it for themselves, like the company is not just in it for themselves. And I think it makes, the, it has a ripple effect across the rest of your customer base if you, if you see the brand doing something good for one customer. Even if that wasn't you, you kind of feel like, oh, they're, in a way, they're, it's reaching me as well. Like they care about me just as much. Yes, yeah, so I've got a good story about this. Um, there's so everyone I mentioned everyone who signs up, we demonstrated products. You know, we send videos to every single person, no matter how many we get, saying, "Hey, hey Raj, hey Mike, hey, hey whoever." Yeah, like the team all takes part in this, so everyone everyone has to go. Everyone welcomes customers. I've done this forever, but quite early on, uh, we had a chap called Pat Flynn sign up. Um, who in the oh, SME yeah. space? Entrepreneur on fire, right? Yep. So uh, that's John Lee. Or, sorry, uh, uh, smart pass. Uh, is he smart pass? Smart passive income. Yeah, smart but passive income. We 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 also have John Lee as well <laughs> as well. <laughs> so funny. we also have him. So but so so um so Sam, yeah. And now I'll be honest because we're from SaaS backgrounds. Both these, so John and Pat, both people who, who we hadn't come across to be honest. And when we sign up leads. We just see Pat. We, and we welcome them on board and we do the same thing we do with every customer. Yeah, we take a bit of time and then we nurture them throughout, throughout, throughout um, I guess, kind of customer life cycle. Now, we treated Pat like we do any customer, but we treat all our customers well. And then suddenly one day, uh, we suddenly start getting like 100 signups coming in and we're like, what is going on here? And then you know, eventually from talking to the science, people are like, oh yeah, there's Pat Flynn's on stage talking at you, talking about you at traffic and conversions, which is, ah, which is a big event. Yeah. And we're like, Who, who's Pat Flynn and what's traffic and conversions? <laughs> so both these were outside of you know, our field of knowledge at the time. Sure. And he's like these guys. And, and, and so he talks about the brand as much as, as the product. And then, you know, long story short, you know, from there, you know, we ended up getting on, on his podcast very early on. We end, we end up sending his kids bear suits because like we send bear suits out to customers when they hit certain milestones. Cool. Sounds stupid, but like people absolutely love it, especially if you give it to, them, to their kids. Yeah. We ended up sponsoring koalas for his kids as well yeah, as a thank you. It's, but again, this is stuff that just the company just felt was right to do. But, but because we treated him well, we hadn't gone out of our way for him. We just, we hadn't recognized the guy, but because our process is in place to treat everyone the same direction, this is where your advocacy comes from. And so, uh, you know, the, le the lesson here is that people will slip through the crack. Like, you don't know who you, who, you don't know who you don't know. And you will get people in there who could change. And like, he fundamentally changed the business mm. that day. Suddenly we're like, ooh. And then all these people start talking about us. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, well Pat Fintel. And we've ended up being like, 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 like in his book, he's published. And so, yeah, and this is what, and this has happened many, many times. But it comes because we treat every customer the same. You know, we do the the videos at the beginning, we do the bear suits, we get them into the community. You know, we have a, we have someone who really like runs the lights. And because of that process, we make the most when those opportunities come about. So it's not random, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the process around that. Yeah. I've got one more question before we begin our wrap up. Um, take, uh, take it outside of Bonjoro's use case. And let's say there's another company who's listening to this. What do you think are, almost like the base requirements that company needs to have to be able to enact a strategy that can make the customer a marketer. And I, and like to this point, we've talked about having a strong brand, having open-minded or, or customers who already enjoy sharing about them, you know, themselves. Um, and just the fact that your, your product enables all this. Right. But yeah, if, 
this does not just work for a video. So uh, for a video company, I should say. So can you talk through what are like those base requirements for another company regardless of, or, or maybe it has to be a certain type of product, you tell me. I think I think start from start from day one. So when you have someone coming into funnel for the first time, you know, first first, first impressions last, and so really think about what the first piece of comments that they ever get from you is. Now, if, even if you're not a video company, like I am biased, like you obviously can use video, but there's other things you can do to personally connect with them. Like like it's amazing what thirty seconds of your time will do. Like we have this. The same that like kind of ethos that we have, which is automate processes but never relationships. Mm. Like I'd suggest that to heart. Like, the, the whole automation is to take the stuff away that you as a fan, that you as a head of CS, don't need to be doing, so that you can spend your time building the relationships with customers. And relationships, you will need to put some one-on-one time in. This could be over coffee. This, this could be in the meeting. Like, like, like so think about that. and think about that first interaction they have with you. Look at your first email. Look at your first phone call. Like, and how do you make it? more about them and how do you get your people to the front of that interaction like you know like if you've hired well if your culture's good like trust your team to make those connections then around that how do you foster those customers and obviously you need to have some filtering here so it's maybe only just for paid customers like if you haven't got a community yet like go get a get a community make this about your paid paid users uh, to be honest so start off with your most active users build it up strategically so start off with your most active users Build that up until you've got a high level of engaged users on there and then start to bring in more and more users over time. Don't, don't start with the strategies here, like read about it. Um, that, that community will, will become your lifeblood. And because, once, once conversation kicks off, that, that community should survive if your company goes under. But that's how you know you've got to a stage that it works. Mm. And this will become a lot of the fuel for your, for your like core core users and the guys you get testimonials off and they'll tell other users, et cetera, et cetera. It'll become a growth metric. If you do this correct, then down the line, again, in the process, you can have an email that goes out at four months and says, hey, just wondering, do you know anyone else or any communities that you know, we could get involved with and help out, help out with? You know, hey, this month we're doing a push to support nonprofits. Do you think there's any nonprofits that you know, we get on board mm. with and help out with? And when you start to ask this stuff, people know that you're not just trying to make another dollar. They like you, they like your team, they like your people. They think your product's good and your, and your service is good. And they're like, actually, I would like to help. And not everyone will, of course, but like, you'll have a lot more hands up than you would ever expect. Yeah, and then once they do this, <laughs> yeah. and then once they do this, yeah, again, they, they, they nurture those advocates. Now, if you have an advocate, like, keep, keep them, like, never, ne- never let them go. Have a list of them on your wall. Those are the guys you give back to again and again. And you know, give, give back. If you're gonna, every time you ask, give something back. You know, and if that's a bear suit, send them a bear suit. If that's a, a coffee, buy them coffee. If it means that you pop in unexpectedly, see them give them a shout on, on, on social when they get a great article, like do that. And, you know, again, you can processize, you can, you can put this into a process, but when you do it, you know, uh, if you do this correctly, it will work and, you'll, and, and it'll become self-fulfilling because it's so enjoyable. Everyone comes back and they're like, you guys are great. And you're like, this is awesome. Like, like it, it makes business feel good. And so you just start to do more of it and then it just starts to snowball. I, yeah, there's a, there's a few things that I pulled out of what you just said, but I'm going to save it for my final um, takeaway portion. So um, before we get to that, though, as we start our wrap up, where can our listeners find bon, uh, Bonjoro and, and where can they learn more? Yes, yeah, so just head to bonjoro.com. Um, if you do ever want to try a trial, you're going to get a video from one of us. So if you apply to that, like just, just have a chat to us. Um, if you ever do want to reach out to me, like feel free to hunt me down on LinkedIn. Uh, Papa Bear is my name. Happy to help. I had a lot of help getting started. Like I had a lot, a lot, a lot of help. So if you, if you would like some advice or anything else, like I'm always open. Um, please give me a chat. If you search Papa Bear on LinkedIn, he will show up. Um, and, and also you can find Bonjoro just because someone will probably be talking about it somewhere in, in the market. Um, okay, so, so to wrap up then, we will each give our top one to two lessons or takeaways for the listeners based on the discussion today. Our topic was make your customers your marketers. I'll go first and then I'll let you, let you go, Matt. So to me, and really in that last portion there, what I drew out of that was 
to, to make this a successful process or a successful strategy or even pillar of your company, you have to have a way for your customers to talk to each other. Actually, I should say it a different way. Your customer, the best way that your customers talk to each other should not be by accident. There should be some orchestrated way for them to connect with each other, communicate and, and share with each other. Um, and I think that that should work really well for any marketplace company, um, particularly on the B2B side of the marketplace. Honestly, most SaaS companies um, and then many app-based companies as well, if it's you know, like a business owner or a business person who's using the app. The other thing I just want to say real quick is what I really like how you said, it's amazing what you can do with 30 seconds of time. And that's really, I think, what's happening in all the Bonjoro videos that are being put out. And you know, it's part of the onboarding funnel or part of the acquisition funnel or part of the customer success funnel. 30 second or less video just saying, hey, you know, thanks for this or hey, really looking forward to getting to know you more, something like that. Um, like you said, a lot can happen with 30 seconds of time. Matt, top one or two takeaways or lessons for the listeners? Uh, top one, um, you can't ask if you don't give. So don't expect people to help you if you don't help them and don't invest time in them. So if you ever say, I don't have time to spend a minute on a customer, you don't deserve that customer. <laughs> Too blunt. Um, secondly, look, look, uh, lastly, I may wrap up. Like I mentioned this a minute ago, this kind of ethos that we live by, which is the idea of automating processes but never relationships. Like if you take one thing away from, from, this, from this podcast, I, I think take away that. You know, get rid of the stuff that doesn't involve the human element where you don't need personality to be human. So it frees you up as an individual to spend time, at, you know, whether it's doing advocacy, whether it's talking to users about building a better product or whatever it is, like automate process, but just don't automate the relationships. My final question for you, fill in the blank. Entrepreneurship is blank. Hard. <laughs> it's, about, it's, hard. it's about tenacity. Say a little bit more on that. Um, don't stop. Don't stop. Uh, you know, we, we launched this business out of another business that, that, that was okay, but just, you know, what wasn't enough. Um, if we carried on, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't be here today. Uh, but we saw the opportunity, we kept going, and here we are. He is Matt Barnett. He is the CEO and self-proclaimed Papa Bear of Bonjoro. Matt, thank you for joining us to kick off season 13 here on Startup Hype Man, the podcast. Thanks, Raj. It's been, uh, it's been emotional. That wraps up today's conversation. Did you like what you heard? Startup Hype Man, the podcast is available on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. So be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice and leave a rating and review. Do you want to be an upcoming guest on the show? Email media at startuphypeman.com with your idea and my team will review. Our theme song is Change the Game by Jay-Z, all rights owned by Rockefeller and Def Jam Records. And hey, if you want to work together on making your startup story the only one that matters, email me at rajiv at startuphypeman.com. That's R-A-J-I-V at startuphypeman.com. Well, that'll do it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you to today's guest for joining. You have been checking out Startup Hype Man, the podcast. I'll catch you next week. But in the meantime, word up, raise up.